0: So Zion, what did you think? You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pelicans, the daily and free show covering your favorite thing, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. And I'll thank you very much for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen of the day. We got <laughs> a, lot, a lot to talk about. I think that's kind of the simple way to put this. We've got A lot to talk about in today's show. Christian Clark of NOLA.com, the Times-Picayune advocate, dropping a bomb yesterday, which just kind of upended the Pelicans' world a couple of days before training camp is set to start and media day coming on Monday. Let's break it down because there's a lot of bad in this sort of thing and... Yeah, so we're going to probably talk about this the next two days on the show today and tomorrow. I don't think there's any way of getting around it. I'm going to focus a little bit more on kind of the the top level stuff with it today. What's going on with David Griffin playing the piano for Zion Williamson? Trying to start a book club. It sounds like there with the team in the bubble as well. Is he mostly to blame for this? You know, in, in situations like this, we try and rush to blame people, and I, I think it's kind of David Griffin, right? there's also some unflattering things about Zion and some bad things, frankly, about Zion Williamson coming out of that too and other stuff as well. So I want to look at that and ro- look at his role in some of the culpability of what looks to be a bit of a sorry, deteriorating situation here. I'm so excited. I'm like hiccuping. Um, the news was so crazy yesterday. So I don't know. Let's dive into it all in today's show. So let's start off with, with some of the basics. David Griffin's not doing a good job. And he's not doing a good job of building a relationship, not just with the team, but internally as well within the organization. So the way I look at him and feel about him isn't in a necessarily, it's not in a positive light. It's not even in a like remotely moderately okay kind of light. He feels very slimy to me. And you guys have heard me say this. When he fired Stan Van Gundy, I took him to task, right? This is guy that he hired said all the right things about and then fired. So he's lying to someone somewhere. Should should he lie to the media and put up forth like a like a a happy face? Yeah, probably. But still, it makes me doubt a lot of what he says. And that, and this is kind of damning to me, all of it's damning really, that seems to permeate inside the organization. That they don't feel he understands the situation or that he kind of like keeps putting on this real positive happy-go-lucky like things are great we're building a culture vibe when things like aren't good and I think people just want him to kind of almost acknowledge that things are shit and I'm sorry I'm going to swear fuck ton on today's show that things are bad around the organization and he doesn't want to admit that and it's like do you not know because it's pretty obvious so all of that it just makes everything he says kind of come off as like a snake oil salesman, right? He reminds me of someone who wants to give TED Talks, but not actually necessarily do anything after that. You know, TED Talks are great, but then you have people talking about the TED Talk and not actually getting anything done. And it reminds me a little bit of Sam Hinkie. I actually kind of liked what Sam Hinkie did with the process in Philadelphia, but at the end of the day, your job is to win basketball games and if you're not doing that and if you're not putting a good roster out there to win games wh- what are you doing like that's the job that's the gig that's what you sign up for and so when sam hinky left you know he resigned but was really fired when they made some changes there and the nba stepped in cuz things got so bad in terms of the tanking he wrote this what 10 11 page mani- manifesto that quoted philosophers quoted like lincoln and all of this stuff to try and explain his philosophy and it's like dude just build a good basketball team. You don't need to go into this f- uh, philosophy and uh, in all of that in your vision. Your job as the head of a basketball organization is to put a good team out there on the court. It's literally that simple. And if you're not doing that, you're not doing a good job. And in his tenure so far, David Griffin has not done a good job of that. And he had a big head start on a rebuild. You had Zion, who was clearly able to be an all-star and a near-all NBA guy in year two. You had Brandon Ingram, who's now an all-star coming here. You had like the most kick-started rebuild package ever. And your team in both seasons hasn't been able to get to the 10th seed. That's not good. You have fired two coaches. You're on your third head coach. People are trying to give him a lot of credit for like realizing things were wrong and ripping the band-aid off. But he made those mistakes in the first place. By ripping those band-aids off, you get this team to zero. To neutral, not ahead. And by the flip side of that, if he's doing such a bad job and we want to give people credit for ripping the Band-Aid off and not continuing on with a mistake, isn't that what Gail Benson should maybe really be thinking about here when it comes to David Griffin? I'm not going to rehash the whole article and go read it. It's worth paying for if you don't subscribe to NOLA.com. They need to seriously consider firing him with how frosty things have gotten. And they're definitely frosty with Zion Williamson. And I opened with the piano bit, which I thought was pretty funny and hopefully you all did as well. Some of the stuff he does, just, it's weird and I don't get it and that's just not what humans want. People in TED Talks want to hear stuff like that. Oh, I played the piano for my players to motivate them. Man, just be a freaking person to the person you're trying to build a relationship with. It doesn't need to be gimmicky. It doesn't need to have slogans. Be a human. And David Griffin does not come off that way. And in this article, it's saying he and Zion don't really talk and have a frosty at best relationship. That's not good. This is the star player, the franchise cornerstone. You've got to cater to him. And we'll get into the stuff with him because I think, based on social media yesterday, the stuff coming towards him was way overblown from what it is. But I look at David Griffin as... The culprit for all of this, the main person with the culpability here um, who should be getting the majority of the blame when it comes to stuff around the team right now, not 21, 20, 18, 19-year-old Zion Williamson. David Griffin has not built the culture that he wants to do. We'll get into that coming up here next. I'm going long. This uh, Screw it. Let's keep going here right now. We'll make the show maybe a little bit longer. So... He hasn't built the culture he wants. If this is how things are kind of going right now, you know, there's the report in there that in one of the early meetings, he, he wrote on the whiteboard, like culture rebuild or whatever it was, culture building. And he wrote, love, family, man, th- that shit means nothing unless you're winning basketball games and able to build a relationship with someone. And you know what? It's not asking to meet with Zion Williamson in the bubble and then trying to play him the piano. He would have been almost 20 at the time. He might have been 20 at the time or 19, something like that. Who cares what the age is? Under under 21? This middle-aged white dude come at Zion and be like, let me play you the piano in some sort of fucking inspiring way. Are you kidding me with that bullshit? That's not going to work. And then, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. You can hear how fired up I am about the stuff with The Alchemist. Remember when Rob Polinka. The at, I don't know if at the time he was at the head of the Lakers or if it was still Magic Johnson at the head of the Lakers at the time. But he uh, Palinka starts off a, a press conference with like a motivational quote passage from the freaking Alchemist and we killed him and made fun of him for it. And David Griffin in the bubble, while Zion's away and there's issues with that, yes, gave a copy of the Alchemist to the team. The Alchemist, which is about trying to like hope that you like, want something so hard the universe manifests it for you. No, manifest it for yourself. Build a good fucking basketball team to put out on the court. Don't trade a first-round pick for Steven Adams and then have to trade another first-round pick to get rid of Steven Adams. Holy shit, what the fuck are we doing here, right? Like, this isn't hard. He's failed to put a good team around Zion Williamson. If you were Zion, you'd be upset. Are you happy about the direction of this team so far under David Griffin? Not. They haven't won shit. They haven't done anything. We're hopeful they'll be better this year. Might not be. They're banking a lot on internal growth. We'll see if that went through. All those gimmicks and things like that and talking about building a culture and having your press conferences where you say all of that stuff. This is the guy who hired Stan Van Gundy who was an outright failure and bombed here. And doesn't seem that David Griffin and Stan Van Gundy were on the same page. What's that say about that guy making these decisions at the top of the organization? All right, so let's get into some more stuff in the second segment, and then we'll get into Zion, too. That'll probably be split over the second and third because he, he bears some blame in this, too, but I think the anger towards him has actually gone a little bit overboard, and I'll explain why coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's Login for all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the best way to play fantasy basketball. Look, in 2018, they realized there were some things broken when it came to fantasy basketball. Games were being won and lost based on who had the more games scheduled there was no strategy to it you played more games than your opponent you were going to win this really as simple as that so in 2020 sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball it's called game picks and it's only available on sleeper and game pick owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team score ensuring an even number of games played between opponents days of losing because your opponent had uh, more players playing more games Done. You don't need to worry about that. Days of mindless daily busy work setting your lineup every single day it gets tiring that's done. Days of giving up halfway through the season because of dealing with all that busy work isn't fun and there's no strategy to it. Also over. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week based on a number of different criteria. So whether you prefer a Redraft, Keeper or Dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. So if you play fantasy football where there's a lot more strategy, I think, than fantasy basketball, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work of just simply setting your lineup, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. All right, continuing to talk about David Griffin and the Pelicans and Zion Williamson and the mess coming out of Christian Clark's article. Look, it feels like David Griffin's a little out of touch. We've talked about relatability in a head coach and someone who can kind of get through to these guys who can relate to them. And it doesn't seem like David Griffin has that quality himself. And for someone who wants to be so hands-on, that's not a real good look, right? Look at it from Zion's perspective, I think, to a degree, because he definitely deserves some blame. And again, we'll, we'll get into that here. But if if you have a weird situation where this guy's like, hey, I want to come meet with you, he tries to play the piano to you. And, and it's just like an awkward, weird situation. And next time he's going to want to talk to you, are you going to listen to him? No. Are you going to listen to him talk about, like, quotes about... The alchemist and motivational things like that, when you in your second year are putting up historic numbers, and that's something that Zion did, 27 points on 61% shooting while also grabbing seven rebounds and four assists per game, efficiency we've never really seen since like Shaq. When you look at his stats per seasons compared to all-time greats, and this guy's trying to motivate you further instead of making the team better around you, what do they do at the trade deadline, right? Not a whole lot. What did they do this offseason? They added Devontae Graham and Valanciunas. Okay. Are those the huge upgrades they probably need to be super competitive? No. Are you going to listen to David Griffin when he keeps trying to talk to you about alchemist quotes? I would tune him out. Like, again, it's just not a relatable person that seems like they want to be this visionary running a very visionary organization. But that doesn't, you know, that might work if you're Lee Iacocca running one of the big three motor companies. But does that work when you're just trying to put together the best basketball team possible? I I don't know. And I don't think it is. And that's why you're seeing some of this, right? And if it goes beyond Zion, it's other internal people are kind of laughing at him and thinking this. And look, I can tell you, many other people in the media are like this freaking guy in referring to David Griffin. And that extends from people who covered him in Cleveland, too. He did a good job there. He won a title. That's what you're supposed to do. But he was upset that LeBron James wanted to come play for him. Because he wants to build this a certain way and he wants to do things a certain way. And that got blown up by getting LeBron James. But if your job's to win a freaking title, right? And LeBron James delivered that to you, let's not be upset about that. I don't I don't care. That's what the end goal is here. That's what you as a Pelicans fan want: a title, playoff success. He had that in Cleveland because LeBron James came back and he was like, shit, I don't want this. The flames, flames coming coming out of my head, the, the clue joke, right? The clue meme, whatever it was. Um, it's mind-blowing to me, right? And again, he's made he hasn't been an abject failure here. I believe in Jackson Hayes. I have a little less belief in Nikhil Alexander-Walker. The Trey Murphy pick was good. The way they got to Trey Murphy was not. Some of the signings have been bad. You know, first season of J.J. Reddick was actually pretty good. Handling J.J. Reddick's exit, maybe not. So there's a mix of good and bad with him, so it hasn't been all bad. But let's not give this guy a pass any longer. If you want things to change here in New Orleans and Zion to stay as long as possible, right now a lot of you actually don't want that, which is, again, mind-blowing to me, you got to hold him accountable for this, right? Yeah, it's great that he fired Stan Van Gundy when Stan Van Gundy bombed here, but shit, it's the dude who hired him in the first place that doesn't make up for it. (laughs) Like, you've got to demand better from the organization. Otherwise, this is going to keep happening. It's already happening so early on in Zion's tenure. We should not be here yet. We shouldn't, but we are. And you guys have heard me kind of sounding the alarm around Zion all off season. Said he's not happy. But here's the thing. Are you as a fan happy? I'm not happy. The fan side of me isn't happy. Then why would he be? Why would he be like, let me, you know, profess my undying love for this organization that's not building well around me? When we're pissed they're not building well around Zion Williamson. Come on. You shouldn't expect that from him right now. He's giving the the organization what he needs to give, and that was a bonkers good season last year. Did you guys forget how good he was last year? I will go down with the ship trying to keep a player of this caliber. I don't care about some of the other stuff. And let's get into the other stuff coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. We'll also probably talk about this tomorrow, too. So today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. They just sent me some samples of the cookie dough flavored Bilt Bar. Awesome. Candy bar with like healthy cookie dough in there, everything. It's it's fantastic. I had one of these things for lunch with a, uh, a smoothie the other day. It was awesome. They're filling. They taste good. If you're going to eat a protein bar, you may as well eat the best tasting ones, whether it's the double chocolate, the mint brownie, the raspberry, the coconut, all of their delicious flavors or the limited time flavors like the cookie dough flavor you've got to give them a try and you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of their nine regular flavors. I think that's a great way to go to find out what your favorites are and they're healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein calories between one hundred and thirty and one hundred and eighty. So you're not going to waste all that cardio that you just did only four to five grams sugar, only to four to five grams net carbs. They're all amazing tasting. They're all healthy for you. So go get 15% off when you go to built.com and use promo code locked 15. You're going to get 15% off your order when you use promo code locked 15 over at built.com today, Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football's back. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. It's already underway. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Plus, if you want to get NBA futures, if you're feeling good about the Pelicans offseason and think they're going to shock the world and right the ship with winning fixes all, right? Well then, go get in on it, because you're going to get good odds on the on the Pels making the playoffs right now, and you're going to get the best odds over at BetOnline.ag. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus when you use promo code locked on. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. You can also use promo code NFL100. So from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season over at BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your for, your sports. Favorites plus Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, continuing to talk about the bombshell article from Christian Clark in Nola.com, The Advocate Times Picky Yoon, talking about the tenure of David Griffin. Really frosty relationship with Zion Williamson, and some other things have come out that are not good for Zion in this. And I think it's snowballed to an extreme that it doesn't need to be again this is a franchise player to build around this is the guy that if you were to move on from him you hope you get another one of don't 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 take that chance this doesn't happen very often look at some of the past number one overall picks are you thrilled with them compared to zion i take zion over almost all of them almost all of them so i don't want to go through another rebuild i don't think you all want to go through another rebuild make this work and that's David Griffin's job. Instead of being a weirdo playing the piano and giving out copies of The Alchemist, just be a person. Hire good people to do their job. Swing Cash is great for this. Ramon Sessions is great for this. Some of these people are perfect for this. Just let them do their thing without kind of getting in their way. Be Hire good humans. Let these good humans work and make connections with the players. Instead of doing all this other garbage, junk, gimmicks, all of that stuff. But Zion has culpability in this as well, but I don't think it's nearly as much as David Griffin. If you wanted to assign blame, if we're like kind of chop this up out of a 100% pie here, it's like 90% David Griffin, 10% to me, Zion Williamson. You can maybe talk me into 80-20, but eh, not really. So look, he got injured and he was frustrated with the team putting him on minutes bursts. If you're him, you get that. We were frustrated he was on bursts too. Was it the smart thing to do? Yes. Do you deal with that? Yes. That's fine. That's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. That's not why Zion wants out, and he doesn't necessarily want out, but he's certainly unhappy, and there's time to turn the ship around. He doesn't like playing on bursts, and they did not do a good job of managing those bursts. If he was only going to get 18 minutes, why was he not closing games when it looked like it was going to be a close game going down the stretch? Maybe that's more of Alvin Gentry, but as we've heard, David Griffin has his hands in all of this and probably could have mandated you play him to close a game instead of not. That's a bit of a problem. Is it a problem that he showed up to the bubble horribly out of shape? Yes. Entirely. Is it a problem that he had an injury and asked the team to lie about it and not disclose it? Yeah, that's that's not good and that makes me kind of wonder what's going on and if he's more worried about his image and things like that. But also, did you not see him last year? 27 points. You didn't even pull him up again. 27 points on 61% shooting. 27 points on 17 shot attempts. It's insane. Going to the line nine times per game, hitting him at a 70% rate, that's pretty good. Seven rebounds, four assists. That's not even looking at just his stats when they went to point Zion where he's purely unstoppable, right? This guy was so fucking good last year. I don't care if he was in shape or not. If he plays like that, I don't care. I really don't. Those are all NBA numbers. He's likely to maybe make an all NBA team this coming year. I don't care. I don't care. You play like that and you help your team win, it's fine. When you look at the team last year, are you really looking at Zion and being like, that's the reason that this team was so bad? Like, no, you're, you're not. Stop it. There were other issues. He's improving on defense. He's actually a better defender than Brandon Ingram is. So when I hear people being like, he played some of the worst defense in the league, he played better defense than Brandon Ingram did. And he improved as the season went on in that area. He is not the reason the team was 31-41. and 41 stop this like stop the madness here I think some people are doing this in anticipation of like he's gonna leave so if I start to hate him now it won't hurt as much when he leaves we don't need to do that there's time to right this ship if David Griffin pulls his head out of his ass and starts to move this in a better direction than the way it's gone so far and look maybe the moves this offseason are that maybe Willie Green is that so I think there's potential for things to be better but he's not done a good job so far. Look, would I like Zion working out with the team this offseason for voluntary workouts? Totally. But also, if he shows up in shape, I don't care. As long as he's in basketball shape, ready to play, and puts up those numbers again, I don't care. I don't care about what his weight is. None of that matters to me if you put up historic numbers. I'll take that. The production. Every single time. I'll care more if... You know, these guys are making shots and all of this stuff and things get better. The reason they were bad last year is like not on Zion at all. And that's why when we were talking about the All-NBA stuff, people weren't knocking him for the team's record because wasn't, he wasn't the reason they were losing. It was subpar guard play and lack of defense, which he's one of five guys, like eight guys since more people play. Come on, right? He's had to deal with Derek Favors and Steven Adams as the centers. This isn't his fault. Right? Like, there's nothing going on here. There's been nothing from his camp that's like, he wants out and we want him out. There have been some discontent rumors, and I've told you guys about that here. Talk to his camp. Um, but should they be happy? Like, no. Look at the team. Look at what they've done, and look at how weird David Griffin is being. Should he be happy? Probably not. But does he come out and put up historic numbers? Yes. Is he taking games off and just being like, screw this, like Eric Bledsoe was? No, he's not doing that. He's a professional out there on the court. Can he improve? Yeah. But man, the dude's young. People are ready to run him out of town when he just did this? Are you crazy? He's 21 years old in, in 79 days, 78 days when you're listening to this, watching this. Come on. Dude was amazing last year. If he shows up in shape, you're you're not worried about anything with him. So he can absolutely... Absolutely get there and it won't be a big deal. And you're all making it a big deal. If it's David Griffin or Zion, ship out David Griffin so freaking fast. Again, you're going to trade him for picks and young players that you hope turn into him? Let's not do that. Let's just get it right around this guy. Which, look, they haven't done. And that ultimately is the problem and why we're here today. Be a human, David Griffin. Put good players around Zion Williamson, cash in those assets, and don't trade for Steven Adams using a pick, then have to use another pick to get rid of him. Get it right. That's the job. I don't care about the culture as long as you're winning basketball games. Let's focus on that first, because clearly he's not building the culture that he wants. Otherwise, his own staffers wouldn't be in a group text making fun of him just said in the article people wouldn't you know look at him and be like what the hell is this guy doing and he'd have a better relationship with Zion Williamson so that's something he needs to do also it's probably fine if he doesn't have a good relationship with Zion I think we can live with that I don't think it's the end of the world like I don't know there's time to turn this around but look things aren't rosy around the team right now it might not be doom and gloom just yet and winning will fix a lot I don't think it'll fix everything we can get into that a little bit more in tomorrow's show but I've gone longer than I want already so again sorry for swearing but like I I don't know like it's tough that was an interesting article to read well researched I talked to Christian too about it and like I trust him and everything that came out of there look I'm putting the blame on David Griffin I guess in the comments below here on YouTube or on Twitter at Nola Jake let me know who you blame or what's the percentage let's do that that's the question what's the percentage between Zion and uh, David Griffin, and you can put other in there too. And Zion is his family in the camp and everything too, right? But there hasn't been that much coming out of there with them. And they said all the right things about wanting to be here in New Orleans at the start. But if you're not going to get it right about on degenerational generational talent when you have like a huge head start on the rebuild with all those picks, another all-star. Yeah, if I were his parents, I'd be pissed off too, to be perfectly honest. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Hold on, let me see if I can do this for you all. Uh, it's not go. There it goes. Let's, let's play it out with the, with the piano music. I'll even put the uh, the graphic up here as I say all the things at the end that I need to say. So thank you all very much for listening. Please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Um, tell a friend about the show as well. And please make us your first listen every single day. And look, listen to Locked On Saints. There's a lot going on around the team. Put this fire at the Superdome and everything. Make them your second listen of the day after Locked On Pelicans. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow.